0: Welcome back to another episode of Modern Multifamily, a podcast where I meet with leaders across the industry to talk through topics tied to innovation, technology, and improving resident experiences. I had the opportunity to have Carrie Antrim, the COO of Multifamily Leadership on the podcast. We covered a lot of really fun content in this episode. First and foremost, we talked through what multifamily leadership is up to. They produce some incredible content and produce some of the best events in our industry. We talked through some of the learnings that their organization is taking with them coming out of the pandemic, as well as some of the biggest benefits that both operators and vendor suppliers can realize when they get involved with the organization. This is a super fun conversation, and I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Well, Carrie, I'm thrilled to have you on today, and thank you so much for joining.
1: Well, thanks for having me. This is great. I'm very excited.
0: I am excited for today's conversation, and I think to start, it'd be really fun to hear a little bit about your background and your story.
1: Sure. Well, um, it's funny because, you know, we ask our guests the same thing. And in multifamily, you often hear, oh, I fell into it, right? Everyone says, I didn't know about multifamily, but I fell into it somehow, you know, some way or another. And it's not much different for me. Um, I didn't know the term multifamily growing up. I didn't know what that was. And when I met my now husband, Patrick, he had been working in the space for a long time, uh, managing portfolios and doing all kinds of amazing things and I'm sure he probably mentioned it like on our first date. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what's this? What <laughs> multifamily? What's that? You know, so, um, you know, where other people fell into it, I kind of married into it. And so I've been, um, we've been running this business together now for five, six years. And here I am.
0: That's awesome. So that's one yeah. of the first things I wanted to start off with was really the the story of how multifamily leadership came to be. I've consumed your content for years, been fortunate to be part of some of the awards in the past. And it's always been one of the spotlights in the industry for me. But I'd love to hear a little bit about the story of of how the organization was born.
1: Well, first, thank you for the kind words that's that is uh, very nice to hear. Um, so like I had said, you know, Patrick had been in the space for many years before I met him. Um, and managing these big portfolios, all these assets. and he, you know, realized that the biggest challenge that these companies were facing was people and talent. Um, it's hard to find. it's hard to keep, you know, and all these companies were struggling with this one main problem. And, you know, he often likes to say, solve one problem that solves a lot of smaller ones, and this happened to be one of the big ones, right? So in 2014, he had the first Multifamily Leadership Summit at a little winery in Temecula, California. And there were like 65, um, you know, top leaders that were there. And they all got together and they talked about the talent problem and innovation, technology, and how to, you know, start attracting top talent to the industry. So it was at that summit, this was before we met, that he launched the Best Places to Work Multifamily Programme. And um, since then, that program has just uh, expanded. We now have a top 50 list. I mean, it's just grown so much. It's so exciting. And it's those those companies on that list are the ones that are really taking this seriously. You know, how to retain the talent that they have and how to attract top talent, not only, you know, to their company specifically, but to the industry. You know, as I mentioned Many people don't know what multifamily is unless they have a family member or a close friend in in it, right? So it's all about getting that word out to get this new talent into the the talent pool. So since 2014, um, we now produce seven, eight summits a year, um, some broadcast, some in-person. We've got everything from the Multifamily Operations Summit to innovation, to investment, of course, the Women's Summit that, you know, we'll be talking about, um, and we're still producing the best places to work multifamily program, um, which, like I said, has just grown exponentially, and it's, it's really exciting. We, uh, we have a, a streaming platform, even, where you can watch all of these things, <laughs> you know, that we're doing in the studio in Scottsdale, so uh, we're just doing big things, and it's really exciting, changing every day. No day is the same here.
0: That's cool. I'm curious about a couple of things to kind of piggyback on a few things you said there. To me, from the outside looking, at it, it feels like it's a pretty equal interest to participate with multifamily leadership, both on the vendor supplier side where I sit, as well as on the operator side. And are you, seeing, right. are you seeing a similar benefit to both sides in terms of being able to retain talent and attract talent? Or do you see different reasons people get involved depending on the side of the industry they are?
1: Right. So listen, a company is a company, right? And a company is made up of people. It doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on or which side of the spectrum, right? It's just, we're all trying to do right for the industry. And so no matter what your product is, if your product is a luxury apartment community, or if it's something that serves that community, we're all just, you know, made up of people trying to do what's right, you know, for our customers, no matter who that customer is. So, I see, I don't see a, a division really on why to participate, but you know, reducing turnover and understanding what your employees are interested in and what's keeping them engaged and rowing the boat forward is like the main goal. And the data that you get from the program um, support, you know, helps you look at all these different areas where you're excelling, or maybe there's room for growth, you know, so it doesn't matter where you are in the spectrum, in my humble opinion.
0: I, <laughs> I, I will take that. I will take that all day long. So <laughs> one one of the events you mentioned was the, the multifamily women's summit. We're really excited mm-hmm. to be se- be sending a few of our leaders yes. uh, there, there this fall. And I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, how that came to be, what it is, what it's all about. I'm I'm super interested in that piece specifically.
1: Well, me too. It's one of my favorites, obviously. And so the, the inaugural Women's Summit was in 2019. And it was the most spectacular event because there really hadn't been anything like that before. You know, there's all the this information out there about gender gap and, and salary gap and, and all these data points that are so important that we leave up to those experts in that field, right? There are much smarter people handling that data than us. So what we focus on is innovation and building these healthy organizations that are balanced. And our goal is to improve the lives of anyone who comes in con- into contact with our brand. And we believe that doing that will help the industry rise as a whole. So, you know, it's always about the customer. And if you're in multifamily, you have to understand that the women women influence Decisions to rent apartments. Women, have, you know, make up seventy to eighty percent of the of uh, the consumer purchasing. You know, they're making the economic decisions for their families, um, and so you have to take that into consideration with your customers. Right? I mean, how could you not? And your employees and everything that goes into to making your 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 company great. So, um, you know. We aspire to see more balanced leadership. We would also love to see more women investors. Um, You know, we want want to help women advance from whatever position they're in, whatever it is they want to do. If you're here and you want to be CEO, that's wonderful. If you're CEO and you want to own the building, that's great. Like, let us help you get there. And we, you know, for the, the Women's Summit specifically, we bring in the thought leaders and the experts that are out there doing these things that aren't necessarily like, on the speaking circuit, you know, because they're in the trenches every day, like heads down working. So our goal is to like bring that information to everybody.
0: I love that. And it's, I mean, it's incredibly inclusive in terms of how women in the industry or even outside of the industry who are interested in multifamily for them to get involved. Are there, are there any kind of immediate tips that are top of mind for someone to be able to plug in and get involved in the multifamily leadership, but specifically that women's community?
1: Oh, absolutely! So we have a leadership series, um, which maybe you can can link on this yeah. this podcast that they can sign up for. We also have a women's um, a multifamily women Facebook group. We've got I think almost five thousand members, um, and that's a great source of information, mentorship, advice, networking. You know, all the whole gamut. We've got everyone in there from investors to leasing agents, owners, operators, vendors. I mean, if you're a, a multifamily professional, like that's the place to be.
0: <laughs> Love it. That's comprehensive too. I didn't realize you had that, that big of a social audience. I bet that's mm-hmm. one of the bigger multifamily, uh, communities in our space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So
0: this one is really interesting for me. You run obviously a very successful events community and program with seven to different eight, seven, to eight types of events throughout the year. Suppliers are always looking for unique ways to create events, to create, you know, a community connection with customers or future customers. And many of the big operators run successful leadership, you know, programs of their own each year to get their organizations together. This last 16 to 18 months was crazy. And I'm curious (laughs) what kinds of things you all over at Multifamily Leadership learned that you're actually going to take with you into this next normal.
1: Boy, the lessons we've learned. I mean, my goodness, you are right. The last uh, 18 months has been been a roller coaster. But um, there are some things. So, for example, the uh, the Women's Summit and our Investment Summit. Those two events will always, as long as we're able to, will always have an in-person component. There are just some things that you cannot recreate online, right? Um, there are... are experiences and networking and conversations that are only going to happen in person, um, you know, and and one of the things that makes us special is that we create the opportunities for deeper connection at our in-person events. So it's not just, um, you know, I I jokingly refer to it as forced networking, like you're given 15 minutes, here's your name badge and go network, right? Grab a cocktail and, and make it happen. We provide experiences like we've gone on hikes, we've done helicopters, we've done all kinds of things that immediately give you a, a bonding experience with a complete, could be a complete stranger. Um, and so those kind of experiences, we, we believe for the Women's Summit and the Investment Summit, because there's that mentorship part, you know, that advice, like you really need to, you're wanting to learn from people who've been doing it forever, um, or you are that person and you want to be able to give your, your share your expertise. But for our other events, like the Multifamily operations summit, um, the innovation summit, we're always going to have a broadcast component to those because that's more about just getting the information out there, getting the experts on our stage, letting them share. Um, and it's a really a you know a global audience now, which is amazing. I mean, we're reaching our last our investment summit. We had people from all over the world: India, Africa, Australia. It was it was intense. Singapore. Um, I, I just couldn't believe it. And so that is so exciting for totally. us. I mean, incredible really.
0: That's cool. Do you do you have you figured out the right way to almost incorporate that hybrid model for people that are comfortable traveling this fall that want to be out there in person versus folks that hey I need this to be on demand I I don't have secured child care yet or whatever the the thing might be have you figured out or, or do you have a hypothesis of how you're going to try to pull something like that off
1: <laughs> well we do whenever we broadcast we do um encourage and we get a lot of engagement from our our remote viewers our online viewers through different tools that we have you know they can ask their questions and we solicit information from you know where are you viewing from today um you know be sure to ask your questions at the speaker. you know so there's that kind of engagement which helps them feel a part of it and we we you know address them we try to address them by name hey you know um sarah from toronto what you know the drill sure um so we you know we do have that and we try to we do a lot of pre-event engagement you know via email and things like that and post it post event engagement as well
0: that's awesome. Um, reflecting on on even some of the chat we were having before starting today's recording, uh, hearing about your experience in the industry and the fact that you married into the industry with your husband, <laughs> right. Patrick. Uh, I, the reason I started this podcast was really to create almost one of the destinations in our space, just to hear about what's happening in the industry, what we can do to move the industry forward, whether that's on-site, technically, uh, education, like there's so many arenas with room for improvement in multifamily. I'm I'm really curious, like what do you see and what does multifamily leadership hear and see as some of the top of mind areas for opportunity of improvement and industry progression?
1: Right. Well, you know, I think that the world is starving for leadership, especially like you mentioned in the last year and a half or so, things have been you know, somewhat scary at times. And so I think at the core, companies and people who learn how to bring people together are going to create the most value for their teams and their companies and their investments. Um, And, you know, as I mentioned, it's all about, we've got to share our knowledge and our wisdom and our expertise. If there's something that you're doing amazing that is working, like that has got to be shared. And so we need people to step up and be those leaders that are out there. And, you know, I don't have all the knowledge. Patrick has a lot of knowledge, but not all the knowledge. You know, our entire platform is built off of finding, scouting those people who, like I said, like aren't necessarily on the speaking circuit because they're just doing the work every day. Like we really try to find those people and um, showcase them so that everybody else can learn and the whole industry can rise, you know technology, innovation is happening so quickly. There's just, there's no way, you know, a CEO has time to vet every tech that's out there and and go to every conference and every trade show. You know, there's just not enough time in the world. So we're trying to bridge that gap. You know, we've got the online demand, on-demand streaming platform. We've got our own events. We just want to make sure that um, everybody has access.
0: I think the right information. I think making information accessible is seriously one of the biggest opportunities out there. Better resources, better access to the right information at the right time. Uh, I think that's really powerful.
1: Yeah, and you, and you just hit the nail on the head, the right information at the right time. So when a CEO or an exec or a decision maker goes to a trade show, it might not you might have the right information. It might not be quite the right time, you know, still at this point they can learn on their own time when on the treadmill or, you know, driving into work or whatever it is. I think that that has, is something that changed very quickly. Obviously it existed before the pandemic, but I think that that accelerated, um, you know, the, the on-demand kind of content that people are wanting.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, it's interesting, Carrie. you started off by saying leadership as, as one of the big opportunities for, you know, improving and bringing more structure, inspiration, access, all of the things. And you look at at the front lines of our industry and there's this designation you can get called a CAM, a Certified Apartment Manager. They now have that for suppliers, too. If you want to become a certified apartment supplier, it'd be really interesting to see if anyone in the space takes, takes ownership of creating more of a leadership designation designation because you think about all of the hats that a multifamily operator wears in a given day, serving, oh, yeah. serving residents, raising capital, buying and selling, pitching new business, marketing, mm-hmm. leasing operations. Ha-ha, what's the playbook? It seems, like it's right? ti- it, it seems like it's time, time in the street and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah, that is, that is true. When you think about everything they do in a day, it's just it can be overwhelming for sure. That's, that's a multifaceted job for sure. So,
0: so one of the things I'm really interested in, and and this is semi-selfish because I'm, I'm on the supplier side. And even though it's a company, like you said, which I really loved that perspective earlier in our conversation for an organization like yours, multifamily leadership, I think there is still so much white space for getting plugged in with the right events, the right foundations, the right communities, especially with all of the new entering multifamily right now. What are some of the recommendations you have for suppliers and vendors, and, and maybe even we'll touch on operators, to better plug in with an organization like yours?
1: Right. So just speaking specifically for multifamily leadership, we work with brands and companies who are forward-thinking. Um if you if you've seen patrick you know like he's always researching and he's always on like the leading edge of thought leadership he's watching everything he's watching trends and um and so he's always a step ahead and it's it's kind of amazing to watch <laughs> um and so we we want to work with brands who understand that bigger vision and and long-term vision um and so for many brands, their the first touch point with us is they want to sponsor an event. Great. We, we don't do trade shows. We don't produce exhibit halls or trade shows or anything like that um, because we think that there's a better way. Uh, we've actually created a software um, and an agency for multifamily companies that want to get clients calling them. Right? So we use education-based marketing. So if you think about it, there aren't many things that you purchase in a day that you haven't already researched or you know something about, right? If I'm going to make a big purchase, I'm reading Amazon reviews or, you know, I'm, I'm watching some a video about it and it, it's the same thing. You know, we believe that the more touch points a client has with your brand in a meaningful way where you're providing value, not just like pitch, pitch, pitch or whatever, but like, here's who I am, who's, here's who we are as a brand. This is why we're awesome. And this is how our product is solving problems, right? Real, like you've got a problem, here's how we're solving it. We believe that the more a client can learn about you, the easier it is, right? They're going to call you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Rent Dynamics does that? that? That would be so helpful, you know? Let me find out how to learn more, right? And then they're they're searching for you and they're calling you. And that's our goal through the education-based marketing.
0: That makes so much sense. And I, that was actually really eloquent the way that you said that I I think that education, no, I just, I think that (laughs) education approach, I mean, the way I see it is that all of the different suppliers that are trying to bring value to the industry are experts in a category and that category might be marketing and we can get really specific there. What, what, part of the marketing journey? Are you an expert in, and it doesn't have to be a product pitch to create value. You can talk about why that category matters. And I'm sure you and your husband spend a lot of time researching those categories. And uh, I think that education first approach resonates the most with clients and, and with the industry, but it also becomes a way to also help people level up their understanding of what's happening and what's about to start happening in our space. So I think that's really well said.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, you you said it perfectly. Um I think we can get so focused and so specific on on one thing that you're missing the broader like your client might not even know that this is coming. Right? They might not have had experience yet with whatever problem you're solving. And so letting them know what's happening in the industry and and um you know how it's affecting everything, you know, in their world, so to speak um, just provides that extra knowledge, you know? And so when that happens, if that happens in their life, you're top of mind. Oh, I remember that guy said this, said this was going to happen. And here we are.
0: <laughs> right. I love that. Well, little, little bit of a curveball for you, Carrie. I'm curious if, right. there's, if there's anything we didn't necessarily hit on today, or if there's anything new coming down the pike for y'all that's worth highlighting before we look to wrap today's conversation.
1: Well, um, you know, first, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate you reaching out. It's great. I I it's refreshing to see brands invest in the future of not just our industry, but women in multifamily as well. Um, I'm super excited for your team that's coming to the summit. That's it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Um, we, you know, to answer your question, all I can say is we are always innovating and always coming up with new stuff. So trying to make everything we do better and more impactful and more meaningful. So really, the only thing I can say to that is just keep watching. Love it. <laughs> like I said, every day is different. We uh, we try to stay on top of everything.
0: That's great. Well, the newest ritual I've incorporated into the Modern Multifamily podcast is seeing if my guests have a closing question for me before we wrap. So I'm curious if you were able to think of a question or two that you, Patrick, your team might have for me.
1: Yeah. Well, we were just, I mean, we also love to hear what other brands are doing. Um, So speaking about, speaking on just, you know, all of this change we've experienced in the last 18 months and how quickly things have changed. Like, what are you guys doing as a brand to stay on top of that and and keep things moving forward?
0: Yeah, it's been, it's been such a fun, but also fast paced season. And for me, especially, I made a career change during the pandemic. Yes. I, I joined yeah. Rent Dynamics in December after six really great, fun, powerful years with G5 up in Bend, Oregon. And I think I joined it at this like acceleration time where we were Mm -hmm. also pivoting our business. You know, I think one of the big shifts that we made was really into post sale focus on product adoption because our customers are busy. And when you're trying to deploy any one of our given products, whether that's our financial amenities or our CRM, The success happens after the contract is signed. And they get so busy with residents and crisis on site or investors and all the things that you and I can get caught up in that we've really tried to shift into this flywheel effect of really putting radical emphasis into the customer and then letting the sales and marketing motion fall after that once we've nailed the customer experience. And I think the other thing that we've really shifted into is a lot more amplification of our category online. So really talking on social and omni-channel, which is where the podcast comes into play, because it's silly for us to assume that our customers are already completely up to speed on the latest and greatest of what's happening within all of the categories that Rent Dynamics plays in. So I think we're spending a lot more time on the strategic narrative to make sure that that our customers, but more importantly, the entire industry at scale can really see value in partnering with us if it makes sense for them, but that we can be contributing to the future of the industry through world-class education. So I think those are two things that were really born out of the pandemic that will Absolutely stick in the long tail for our team success.
1: Yeah, that's great. You said a lot of great things in there. Um you mentioned, um, oh goodness, it just escaped me. Oh, the post sale, you know, is c- continuing to be engaged with your customers. I think that is so important because, you know, the, everybody's focused on, even your customers focused on vetting the product and, and going through all the. And then the sale happens, and then it's like, okay, now what? Right. So I think it's so important to continue that, that journey for them um, and doing that, that, continuing that education. That's what we do. Like, we don't want someone to leave an event, whether it's in person or online, and just be like, oh, OK, that was great. Now what? Exactly. Right. So, yeah, we, we are big into that. You know, ours is a little different, but uh, into that continuing that, that journey with your customer post event or sale or whatever that is. Um, Yeah. And just the, uh, the becoming, you know, category king and what you're doing. I think that is, is great. And um, just getting the word out and the education and raising everybody up.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we call it, I, I brand everything, it's a micism and it's good or it's bad, but it's what I bring to the table. And I'm calling it our customer choreography. So the experience we're creating for partners in the nurturing and education stage and marketing, the sales experience, if we earn enough trust to take them into a sale, if we earn that sale. How do we then quickly turn customers into raving fans and advocates and right. to make that, that experience really predictable for customers, but also for our business? We need, we need revenue. And so right. we're, we're really having fun, I think, retooling the way we do it. We've always been customer-centric. We've always focused on post-sale, but I think we're seeing an opportunity to have that be a competitive advantage, a lever that we pull on really strategically. And it's just such a fun time to be in the space. It really is.
1: Absolutely. And you said the key word, which is trust. right? They've they've got to trust you. Our employees have to trust, uh, trust leadership to know, you know, and everybody, the trust is, is the key component, I think of
0: that journey. Exactly. Well, Carrie, it was such a pleasure to have you on today. And I'm sure people are going to have questions for you or Patrick or the multifamily leadership team, how they can get plugged in, how they can learn about some of those retention and attraction strategies. What are some of the best ways for people to get in touch with you personally or to learn more about multifamily leadership?
1: Absolutely. Well, I am always available. Please feel free to reach out. Carrie C-A-R-R-I-E at multifamilyleadership.com. Um, you can also go to multifamilyleadership.com to learn about our brand and our events. Everything is listed on there. We have a leadership series. Uh, you can go to multifamilywomen.com to get registered for the summit. We'd love to see you there. Uh, there's a leadership series for that, and you can get plugged into the Facebook group that I mentioned. And uh, you can also email Patrick at multifamilyleadership.com as well. <laughs> so we are everywhere. <laughs>
0: I'll take it. Well, hey, it was a pleasure to have you on and we look forward to seeing you this fall.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Mike.